Hi, everyone, and welcome to our 3PL Summit. Um, no bias, but this is my favorite one that we do. Uh, clearly, my past has been in brokerage, and I think that um, of all of the pieces of the supply chain, freight brokers, logistics providers are probably the most fascinating in regards to you know, freight technology, uh, insurance, which we'll be talking about today, how to do things more efficiently, and, and really just the transition that 3PLs have had over the last decade has just been fascinating to watch. So I'm happy that everyone's made their time today to check out our summit and, and learn more about 3PLs and what they're doing in general. Today, we're going to actually talk about an area that has always personally frustrated me. I have spent a lot of my time in operations and being a part of that role is having to work with with claims and having to file claims, work with adjusters and shop insurance around and really figure out what's best for your business. And um, it gets more into the legalities of everything in freight, which is a little bit dirtier than just making sure that your truck gets from point A to point B, right? So who else would we have here to talk about insurance if not Reliance Partners, one of our favorite companies that we work with. And of course, we have the, the best and the brightest, uh, Mark Vicker. This is actually the Executive Vice President of International Logistics for Reliance. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm excited to have you here. Hey, super excited to be here too, uh, Grace. It's, it's interesting. This is called the 3PL Summit. And ba back in the day, I always kind of thought, hey, what, what's a 3PL? And there's a lot of diff different definitions there. And from being in distribution center design and being in the brokerage world myself, and being in visibility platforms, I'm like, what really is a 3PL? And um, some definitions of 3PL uh, really lean on just, just a freight brokerage, but we see a 3PL as an asset-based organization, typically groups that have trucks, that have warehouses, um, that offer lots of other services outside of freight brokerages. So if this audience is the 3PL market, uh, that's the audience that we serve at Reliance Partners and super happy to be here. Well, and then you just bring up another point, right? That's why I love this sum in particular because 3PLs offer so many pieces to supply chains and so many pieces to shippers and carriers and you just hit on another one right there. So, you know, let's dive into it. How did you get into insurance and, and what makes you so passionate about this this frustrating piece of, of supply chain in general? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give you a quick introduction. Um, back in the day, I was really looking for a job out of college that would be challenging, but that would also be super rewarding. And freight brokerage was a, a very natural um, space for me to get into. Um, the, the first place that I Started my career is actually at Total Quality Logistics. They're the second largest uh, freight brokerage, not necessarily a 3PL, but freight brokerage in the nation. And really enjoyed my time there. Um, opened up a, a number of offices for them, uh, one in, in a very key city, and, and also opened up some, some different opportunities and some, some businesses within the business. Uh, two of the areas that I that I really developed there and that I started other businesses out of were what you said. Um, I found 
extreme frustration in a couple areas. And I really wanted to service those areas in the best manner possible. And I couldn't get that solution while I was at uh, TQL uh, in, in my role. So the, the two areas that I really wanted to bring better service, better products to were in areas that my shipper clients were asking for. for. Uh, my shipper clients ended up being in the automotive business. Uh, they ended up being in, in food and beverage. Uh, most of them were moving higher value shipments. I wanted to target those high value shipments because there's oftentimes an opportunity to make higher margins there. Uh, organization, freight broker like freight brokerage organizations like it when you go after that higher margin freight. Uh, th- that's, that was my target commodity. Those were my target commodities. A lot of those shipments also moved across the border in and out of Mexico or intra-Mexico shipments. And at the time, uh, during my freight brokerage years, uh, our operational sales team really kind of shied away from those those higher value loads. They saw, they saw it as, man, these, these are risky. It, it really exposes us to some things, to some claims that we don't want to touch. We don't want those commodities. We don't want to go to Mexico uh, but but as that that freight broker blood in me said, well, if nobody wants to touch it, that that's an opportunity right there. Uh, we've got to provide uh, we've got to service those areas. We, we've got to we've got to provide extreme service in, in those areas. There's high touch uh, lanes, there's high touch commodities. And what, what what I did at the time was, gosh, I wanted that high value domestic freight. I wanted that cross border freight into Mexico because that. That, that really took out a lot of the competition that I had. Um, so th- those are the areas that I wanted to service. Uh, those high value shipments, um, my clients wanted real time visibility on, on, on where those shipments are at. Um, they also wanted car- cargo insurance for that full value. And those were the two areas that I, that I really wanted to focus on today is, hey, visibility and uh, all risk shippers interest cargo insurance. So for, from the visibility standpoint in Mexico, uh, it is difficult. It still is. Uh, it's a, it's a sensitive topic to any supply chain. And what, what my clients specifically in the automotive and food and beverage industry were asking for were, Hey, we kind of see Laredo, Texas, Tijuana and El Paso, some of the cross, the, the, the border crossing cities. Um, they kind of describe them as the black hole, unfortunately. Uh, the reason behind that is, hey, you're, you're taking the freight as a freight broker to the border. Uh, once you take it to the border, you take it to a warehouse. It's, it's, then it's taken to an, an inspection facility. And it ha- then you're relying on a drayage company to take it across the border into another Mexican warehouse. After you take it to that, it goes through another inspection. And then another Mexican carrier will typically take it to the, the final destination. There's a lot of hands that touch that. Uh, it's a lot of movement. It's scary and it's hard to get visibility in that area. Uh, luckily, uh, I was using uh, a real-time shipping visibility solution at that time in the U.S. called MacroPoint while I was at TQL. I started using it so much that I actually got recruited to join that group. And my role at MacroPoint was then to, to get shippers to receive that real-time visibility of their third-party carriers 
even though they're using brokers to move their freight. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces there, uh, but that macro point solution, uh, there's also some, some other solutions out there like Project 44 and, and Four Kites that can get you that real-time visibility uh, while that freight is moving across the border and in Mexico now. And my role there at Macro Point was to get that international uh, real-time shipment visibility solution. And, and we were able to do that. Is that visibility piece something that's necessary in order to ensure these products? Like if there's no tracking of these vehicles, is it harder to cover if something goes wrong? Uh, about probably five years ago now that ELD mandate came into place in the United States and and most asset-based carriers at the time were like, oh my gosh, big brother's looking at me. Um, <laughs> they hated it. Uh, but over time, uh, it actually became a great thing. It, be, it, it, was, it improved communication throughout um, all parties, better communication from the shipper to the carrier with a broker in the middle. Um, the, the ELD mandate was great. That EL mandate did, that ELD mandate did not happen in Mexico or at the border. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, a lot of those Mexican carriers still wanted access to that U.S. freight. So they did it anyways. Um, so to kind of answer your question, um, there, there's, there's visibility uh, across the board now awesome. and to get access to insurance. Uh, we do have a warranty written in there that that underlying carrier has to provide uh, visibility of their trucks while it's in Mexico, and they have to provide real-time visibility of the freight uh, while while it's in the U.S. as well. Interesting. So it's important to have that good partnership in order to be able to truly service that, regardless if you have insurance covering it or not. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and, and on that topic, um, we were specifically talking about visibility, not necessarily how it relates to insurance, but the two going hand in hand. So if, if you do want access to that all-risk shipper's interest cross-border or high-value domestic insurance, it is a best practice to offer that real-time visibility through the driver's cell phone, through an ELD or a GPS device, or direct, direct access to your TMS. Different ways to comply to a, a visibility mandate or a warranty written in, inside of a shipper's interest insurance form. Um, so my my second big item of frustration in my brokerage days was, gosh, I want access, again, to that high value, potentially high margin freight. And those commodities ended up being a little bit crazy. Sometimes they were... Um, See ammunition. Sometimes they were hazardous. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they were high value cashews or high value Boeing airplane engines. You name it. Uh, there, there's a, a lot, lot of options within that gamut. But um, to get access to those higher value, over hundred thousand dollar value, up to two million dollar per shipment shipments, um, I had to get all risk shippers interest cargo insurance and. My group at the time said, "Hey, we're not touching anything over two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars." And for me, that was, uh, I think, selling our organization short of potential. And and that request is re- was really coming from our shippers. Um, and and it's very timely right now. 
Um, the, the shipments moving across the United States, specifically when you think about different pharmaceuticals, uh, those high value shipments are of great need to the people in the United States. And to to move those shipments, uh, there's got to be high value insurance in place or those shipments are not going to move. Um, when a shipper is is looking to have their freight moved, um, ideally they want to go directly to a carrier. Uh, but when they're trying to move those high value shipments and for some odd lanes, very difficult for a shipper to have a, a core competency of a, a wide uh, net or a wide range of pre-vetted carriers on their base. So they, they lean on a broker um, to help make make those decisions with um, those brokers um, will, will typically be relying on their carrier partners underlying uh, cargo insurance um, to comply with that the shipper's requirements. So if there's a shipment valued at a hundred thousand, the underlying carrier will have a hundred thousand dollars in cargo insurance. There's no issues there. But if that shipper is trying to move a shipment valued at seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and they're going to their broker, well, that broker will will say, sure, we can handle it. Uh, but then they look at their carrier base and they say, wow. Um, our, our carriers are only having a hundred thousand dollars in cargo insurance. There's a six hundred fifty thousand dollar gap there, and and that's an issue. Um, so that shipper is either taking the risk, or that broker is getting a rider. Um, they can get a rider for that six hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. But the issue with that rider is that that rider doesn't cover the full value. Yeah. So in the case of a claim, and if that that underlying carrier is for some reason, um, unable to pay that claim, that broker is then left holding a bag for a hundred grand. Um, that can shut down a lot of those small and medium sized brokers, puts large brokers at risk too, and it puts the shipper at risk. Um, the way to mitigate that entire issue is by implementing uh, a shipper's interest, all risk, uh, international and domestic uh, cargo insurance program that can be valued all the way up to $2 million with great flexibility on the commodities that are moved. Um, that used to be almost impossible. Uh, I had no way to get access to that type of all risk insurance while I was a, when I was a broker, that was probably uh, only about six or seven years ago. Um, but it was very difficult to get access to that high value cargo insurance domestically it wasn't possible to get any level of insurance in Mexico, and it's still not uh, a, a norm of any kind. And it really presents uh, a, a crisis. Um, there, there is a major supply chain issue right now um, in, in the United States and, and Mexico and internationally. Uh, the, the crisis is that I, close to about 95% of the shipments moved domestically go uninsured yeah. or underinsured, uh, specifically in LTL. And then when you're moving those high value shipments, you're, you're really putting yourself at risk. When you're moving freight into cross border, closer to, closer to 99% of the shipments go uninsured. There is no cargo insurance at all. Um, so that shipper is typically self-insuring those those shipments at, at their full value and taking a very large deductible from the reinsurer. So the the best way to to 
to mitigate the whole the whole problem is by implementing a shipper's interest program. And that can now be done with a, a few click of the buttons. Deep. So the, the way that, the, that we put a solution to that was by um, creating um, a super easy to use portal. Uh, we call this portal borderless coverage, which has several different underwriters attached to it from an international perspective. We also have different domestic products for those high value shipments. And uh, we are providing uh, a large percentage of the top 50 freight brokerages and 3PLs uh, with, with that service. And they are winning considerable more business because of it. And they're not just winning the business, but they're doing it with uh, practical risk management. And their shippers are greatly valuing that. You, Sorry for the long-winded explanation. No, I get into it. No, I think that covers it like perfectly. And I, you know, I've definitely heard of that stat before of these these products being uninsured. Do you think that happens out of just ignorance of what their insurance actually covers, or is it is it just not knowing that? there's a type of insurance available out them out there for them like you spoke of. Uh, I, th I think it's a, a myriad of all of those. Yeah. Um, the number one thing is probably miscommunication. A lot of those brokers are not getting that exact value of the freight, um, specifically in LTL. Uh, so they don't understand the value. And then they're not looking very closely at that underlying carrier's cargo policy. Um, those freight brokers and 3PLs are often exposed when those shipments go underinsured. And then that shipper is um, se severely exposed as well. Yeah. Um, I won't talk about any horror stories when, <laughs> when claims happen. You've seen some of the nuclear birds. Yeah. And, you know, even in my time, I've seen just like situations where, you know, it's maybe it's handed off at some point it's like transloaded and and then now it's not covered or things like that happen i think it's important for i mean even down to an entry-level employee to to say to yourself like do i understand what my insurance policy is do i do i know what it covers and when i'm booking loads am i being proactive to make sure that you know all the boxes are checked because i think you one thing that you touched on as well is a lot of times I think people assume, okay, well, the carrier's insurance will cover this, like we'll be just fine. But how how often have you seen where it's it's actually the logistics providers maybe not doing due diligence that ends up being the case? Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Yeah, that, that, that's absolutely uh, a valid point is the due diligence aspect. Uh, we work a lot with TMS, it's Transportation Management uh, services and systems out there, uh, where the TMS or the load boards actually are our client. Um, and, and to kind of mitigate that issue of a new broker in your organization, um, just, just selling freight, 
without really looking at the load value um, that that broker can put in some 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 kind of auto stops yeah. in that TMS to prevent that broker to moving forward until that load value and that commodity is verified. Uh, what I've seen at a number of our clients in our number in a number of our clients TMSs is, is hey you you go in there you plug in say say you plug in guns at a million dollars a shipment um, you you get some red flags in there yeah uh, they're they're not they they can't move through with the booking and sending that carrier confirmation and that TMS because of those red flags um, to take it a step further. Rather than just telling that broker no, a lot of those brokers will then reach out to their operational sales teams. <laughs> those operational sales teams will then tell that broker, hey, you still can't move it because it's over $250,000. What we've done is take it a step further to say, okay, here's the red flags. You can't move that that load. But, hey, here, here's your option. And then that operational sales team is automatically sent sends an option to – um, allow that broker to get that all risk shippers interest insurance, which has varying rates based off of that load value and commodity. So what that does is, man, we want to grow our brokerage like crazy. We want to hire the most aggressive young, um, they don't have to be young, but most <laughs> aggressive salespeople that we can in our organizations. Those salespeople are not always uh, the most um, detail-oriented humans in the, in the world. And they'll go in there, they're super excited to plug in their load and to plug in all their information. And what our program enables them to do is move those high-value um, commodities and and give their operations team um, just that, that level of um, comfort that, hey, their shipment is covered for its full value. That commodity that we used to say no to, we can we can move it because it's not excluded in the policy. Um, a shipper's interest program um, gives operational sales teams in freight brokers and 3PLs the, the ability to have really unbelievable flexibility on, on commodities and values. And, and it's required now, if you're going to be moving cross-border or uh, high-value domestic freight. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's important for all of our logistics providers out there to understand that a lot of what you need and a lot of, like, these riders they think that you're talking about um, are in a lot of the, the broker-shipper agreements that everyone is signing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just knowing exactly what carriers you can work with, but it's also realizing what you promised your shipper. There's a lot of shippers that will put in those agreements. You know, we want every shipment to be insured for up to $500,000. Now, some might fall underneath that a hundred, but if something is to happen, you know, it's <laughs> that five hundred dollar rip you made on the shipment isn't going to cover the three hundred thousand dollar difference <laughs> from that mistake. So I think it's really important for people to understand in your operations to make sure that those teams are working together and like on the contractual side because you might need to know, okay, when you're working with this customer, we're going to have to reach out to Reliance or whomever we're working with to make sure that we're fully covered. Um, A lot of people, 
I think they think the shipper always has insurance for this stuff. And there's a lot of shippers that cut costs by going around that and pushing that to the broker too. Totally agree. Mark, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate this discussion. I think that all of these these areas that we're talking about during the summit are just small fragments that maybe 3PLs aren't thinking about on their everyday, you know, venture of booking loads and keeping customers happy. Well, the best part of a relationship is that knowing when something goes wrong, that everything's going to be handled, right? And this is a perfect discussion of uh, that's probably going to break, end a relationship if it's not taken care of appropriately. So thank you, Mark, for being on here. We're going to have to get you on more of these events moving forward. And I really appreciate your insight. It's a really interesting topic for everyone to learn from. Yeah, Grace, um, thanks for having myself and Reliance Partners really be a part of this 3PL Summit that's uh, been put together by Freight Waves. I love what you folks are doing and um, hope that we can continue working together. And I hope it's a great summit for, for everyone listening. Thanks, Mark.